imposing grandeur, the quality or state of being impressive or awesome. purpose of studying theology or reading books, it's, it's not to gain our own intellect, but rather it is to bring us to Him. Because when you see how holy and how majestic our Creator is, the more you worship Him. He is our imposing grandeur. Hello and welcome back to Imposing Grandeur Radio. It's me, Avery. I'm here with Annie and Alexa. So happy to be here today, guys. What are y'all drinking? What's in your mugs? Well, it is a rainy day here in Georgia, so I went the cozy route and I'm drinking some orange spiced tea with a little bit of sweet sugar. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Because, you know, as opposed to the bitter sugar. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, it is a definitely not rainy day here in Texas, which (laughs) I live here now in Texas. (laughs) And um, I'm drinking Waterloo, my new favorite. Wait, what flavor? Lemon lime. It's very (gasps) refreshing. So I know... I know that we have all bonded over how good the limoncello and the lime LaCroix, the new flavors are. How Very would you similar. compare that Waterloo to the limoncello? Uh, I would say it's more like the lime one, like the key okay. lime one. Yeah, Better? it's really good. Um, uh, it's actually almost very similar. Like, hmm, yeah. Okay, so now price that you point. It, Is it more expensive? Um, I think it's about the same. You get more Waterloos in the box than you do LaCroix. Uh, oh, but Waterloos branding, I think, is just way cuter. It is really cute. Like, it I'll is. give them that. No. Like, I might, mm-hmm. I'll spend a couple dollars extra to get that cute <laughs> font on my can. <laughs> but, yeah. So, instead, I think instead of eight cans, you get 12. Nice. See, Imposing Grandeur Radio, you can learn about theology and coupon. Waterloo. <laughs> and dreams. <laughs> Good price points. Avery, are you drinking any beverage? No, I was about to say I'm so boring today. I just have cold water. I was going to make tea, but then I was like trying to get my microphone to work and it was taking forever. So I missed out. But it's raining here too. And I'm sad that I'm not like joining the aesthetic with you guys. But man, Avery, you could have made some tea. I feel bad. I I literally had y'all waiting for 10 minutes so I could make tea. (laughs) It's all good. I should have made it then. But I was trying to get my microphone to stand up, so that matters more. Uh, yeah. So I'll just get tea later. It's all good. Oh. <laughs> well, speaking of, <laughs> not really, <laughs> though. <laughs> uh, today, we are talking about faithfulness in regards to the fruits of the Spirit. So I'm interested. Did you guys find anything definition-wise for the word faithfulness. We're not talking about God's faithfulness yet. We're only talking about the fruits of the Spirit. I think the farther we get down the fruits of the Spirit list, it's important to kind of go back to the big picture of what we're studying. So really quickly, I just want to refresh ourselves and everyone listening of the passage as a whole that we're looking at, and I think it will be really helpful um, because although the verses of the fruits of the Spirit are in Galatians 5, through 23, what introduces these verses and then is concluded by these verses adds an immense contrast to Paul's complete thought. And I don't know if y'all picked up on this in like your research. 
So in verse 16, Paul is encouraging the Galatian Christians and is differentiating between their old life in the flesh and the new life they have in Christ. In verse 17, Paul says that these desires, so the desires of the flesh and the desires of the spirit are opposed to each other. In verse 19, Paul characterizes the old life as one that is self-absorbed, full of greed, superstition, and jealousy, marked by wrong sexual relationships, misguided religion, destructive habits, etc. It goes on and on. And this is our sinful state. So if you're listening, without the grace of God in your own life and within our own lives, this is what we would naturally desire. It's what we're bent towards and unable to save ourselves from. We see this in the world around us. People are enslaved to these desires. And this is what brings us to the fruits of the Spirit, verses verses 22 through 23. Having just explained what the desires of the sinful flesh are, Paul gives evidence of a Spirit-controlled life, otherwise known as the fruits of the Spirit. Keeping in mind the sinful flesh and its desires, the contrast is incredibly astounding. So we see that the, the Spirit enables us to live in love, joy, and peace with God. The Spirit gives us patience, kindness, and goodness towards other people. The Spirit produces faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in our hearts and behavior. And so with that being said, I did a brief lexicon word study on the word faithfulness used. And taking in consideration the contrast that was just given to us by Paul, it is like like it could not be farther from the sinful, fleshly life that we had once lived. So like this is the definition that I I found from the Greek lexicon, and you guys probably have similar ones or maybe even different, but in a a gist, faithfulness is faith, belief, trust, generally on the leaning, the entire human personality upon God or the Messiah in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. It is in the same vein of loyalty, perseverance, and integrity. And so this whole idea of faithfulness just like every single fruit that we've discussed so far, is primarily supernatural. It goes above everything we as sinful human beings are able to feel, experience, and enjoy. So that old life marked with self-absorption, perversion, destructive habits, greed. I mean, good heavens, like, sorry for the the bunny (laughs) trail, but man, isn't that like worshipful? I think taking a few steps back and seeing that these fruits that we're talking about aren't just some cutesy titles for some good virtues that we acquire through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like to the very mm-hmm. definition, they are supernatural in giving us new desires, new passions, new life. And I just, it makes me think of Ephesians 2, which paints a similar picture. We were once, what, following the course of this world, living in the passions of our flesh. So you see that spiritual bent carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. We were by nature children of wrath. And then you get to that verse four, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, making us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved. So in conclusion of this whole bunny trail, if you are a follower of Christ, you've been bought and made alive by Christ. You are able to experience and display these fruits, not by your own works, by his grace. And this is not to say that, you know, you're perfect and The Bible frequently talks about the old man and the new man that is constantly at war within itself. And there's this daily progression that we've mentioned here called sanctification. Um, And we keep battling our flesh with the power of the spirit until we're Mm -hmm. we're made perfect in glorification. But while I was studying, I was just like coming to that whole contrast. And I was like, whoa, this is like so worshipful. And Mm -hmm. so I think like as we're studying and we get 
you know, later down into the list of the fruits of the spirit, this is a nice reminder and refreshment, especially as we consider the definition of faithfulness. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think that was an exceptional like recap almost because it is easy when we are doing these series to get lost in the like the cutesy like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, right, right, whatever, and forget that there is a whole context surrounding those verses and that this is not some legalistic practice that we're teaching like that is in and of ourselves. And I think we've done a good job up until this point, making that clear that this is all a a work of the Holy Spirit within our lives that we take part in and it's not our justification. But Mm. I think I really do like how you highlighted the difference between the old man and the new man and how that's, that's Paul's aim here is, and that's why it's so beautiful and worshipful is because Mm. we are seeing like in live action, God's sanctification in our lives And what that should be looking like. It's like the perfect model for that. So with that being said, I went a little bit differently in my route with finding a definition for faithfulness. Um, I always find it intriguing to like look at the world's definition or Mm. maybe world is the wrong word, but like the Merriam-Webster dictionary type of definition Um, because it always – lines up with the spiritual biblical definition of it like they can't be separated which i think is Mm. really interesting like um miriam webster's dictionary describes faithfulness as steadfast in affection or allegiance but then the biblical definition of faithfulness is moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness Mm. of god especially reliance upon christ for salvation Mm. so we have that that affection that allegiance but as a christian it's in christ and as our salvation and being loyal like you i think you use that word alexa in your definition loyal and convicted of the truthfulness and the character of god Mm -hmm. which is very obviously something the old man cannot do because why would the old man rely upon the truthfulness of god if he is at war with god but yeah just i just hitting home again. It's not a work that we are doing in and of, in and of ourselves. It's called the fruits of the spirit for a reason right. because it right. comes from the spirit. So, mm-hmm. Right. I love how you use that. What did you say? Like something conviction, like about the truth or something? Moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. Yes. I, when I was looking at, the Greek lexicon, it it had this like phrase of like intellectual conviction. And I loved mm-hmm. that. And it's actually been on my mind since reading that because I just it's so true. You know, like we have that sort of talking about like sanctification. You know, we're going to continue to mess up and we won't stop until glorification because we're battling our sinful flesh. But it's different than when we mess up when we're not in Christ. You know, like we have that intellectual conviction of, I am not honoring the Lord. I am not obeying Mm -hmm. his commands or I am finding satisfaction in something else right now, you know? And Mm -hmm, um, just what you were saying about like that complete reliance on God for salvation, like talking about like that one definition I read, you know, absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. 
it goes right off of that because when you have absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness, you are not going to consider any religious heresies. You know, you're not, you're going to have that conviction of what is true and cling on to that. And so you're loyal to God. You persevere in drawing close to him. And there's this sense of integrity. Like I think of David in the Psalms when he says, um, know me, God, know my thoughts. He wants God to expose to him ways in which he falls short so that he can increase his loyalty and perseverance and be integral before the Lord. So that was really interesting how like your definition, although the words were different, it's like they they combine mm-hmm. in such like a complimentary, they're both in the same vein, you know? Yeah. Love that. Y'all did a great job just expressing what that looks like. Um, as a fruit of the spirit. And so speaking of knowing what that fruit of the spirit definition looks like, how is God's faithfulness different than our faithfulness or the in the fruits of the spirit? Well, I think uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is pointing out that our faithfulness is rooted in God himself, like his character, mm-hmm. his goodness, his... Um, compassion, et cetera, et cetera. But God's faithfulness, we are not the object of God's faithfulness. God Mm. is faithfulness. He Mm. is that, if that makes sense. Like God's not putting his trust in us to do the right thing. God is faithful to himself. And, um, which that may take us, maybe Alexa or Avery can say it better, but that was something that came to my mind is like God is the object of our faithfulness and he himself is faithfulness. He's not reversing that in the sense that he's putting his trust in us to do the right thing. Right. Because if he did put his trust in us, it would be blasphemous. Right. right? Cause like he's a holy God and we're sinful man. So like why, mm-hmm. like that just doesn't work. But anyway, continue. <laughs> Well, in Deuteronomy 32, 4 says the rock, his work is perfect for all of his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. Whereas our faithfulness, like you mentioned, Alexa, would be blasphemous because we're not holy. It's our faithfulness is limited by our sinfulness. We are Mm. still putting off that old man and putting on that new one. And until we die, that's a process. That's not a journey we will see the end of here in this life. And uh, God's faithfulness, though, is unlimited and it's displayed perfectly. I mean, mm. Psalm 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord is upright and all of his works are done in faithfulness. Um, Matthew 23, 23 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others, showing that we cannot do this perfectly. Genesis mm. thirty two ten. I am not worthy of the least of all these deeds of steadfast love and of the faithfulness that you have shown your servant. Again, highlighting we are not worthy of God's faithfulness. He does so perfectly and we do so quite imperfectly. Mm. And lastly, first John four nineteen says, We love God because he first loves us. Similarly, we as man or humankind described in scripture as faithful or having faithfulness is only because God has done so to us first. Mm-hmm. No one is faithful to God if he has not been faithful to them first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
which kind of goes off the supernatural aspect of the fruits of the spirit. It's like God mm-hmm. in you if you're faithful at all. Right. So true. Um, I found similarly in Hebrews 11, a list of examples of men and women that were faithful and trusting what God had promised he would do and that God is faithful. Like y'all were saying, regardless of our faithfulness, he doesn't rely on our obedience to do and carry out what he wills. Yet he calls us to a life of faithfulness and being faithful and trusting who he is and what he has done is very basic to the Christian walk. And we have to trust God even when he is silent and we see no miracles. And that's something that's convicting for me because I think it's so easy to, especially when you're in a walking through a season of pain or sorrow and you're not seeing the Lord answer prayers, it's really hard to put your own faithfulness to practice because you're not even trusting the own faithfulness of God. And I loved this quote that said, the Old Testament saints also had faith in the invisible work of God. As we see in Hebrews eleven three. Abraham never saw his descendants become as numerous as the stars in the sky. Moses never entered the promised land and none of the Old Testament saints lived to see their Messiah, but they were faithful. They believed God would do as he promised. They lived by faith and not by sight, which is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Yeah, it's funny because like the hall of faith in Hebrews 11 mm-hmm. or... Um, it, you never think about it like that. Like they never got to see God's faithfulness fulfilled mm. within their life. They just, the spirit enabled in a lot of ways and the spirit enabled them though, to have that trust and that loyalty to God and his promises. And um, I think it's cool though. Cause like in the old Testament, you can, in new Testament, they always are referencing God's faithfulness to past generations. The ones that did see God, God's faithfulness in specific matters carried out. Mm -hmm. But I was also just thinking while you're speaking, Avery, like it's so easy to be blindsided by our own life circumstances and our, that vision of what is seen versus the unseen. Um, Mm -hmm. And just remembering we are not worthy of God's faithfulness to us, but he is entirely deserving of Mm -hmm. our allegiance to him. Right. And, um, Dang. That's, that's that can be hard to understand and to it yeah. l- love and rejoice in in those moments of right. hardship. Wow, yeah, talk about convicting. Like what you're saying, like he deserves all of our faithfulness and yet we don't give it to him. And yet we don't deserve a lick of his faithfulness and yet he freely mm-hmm. gives that to us. But not only not only does he give us his faithfulness, not only is he faithful to us, but he allows us the opportunity, like the ability to bear that fruit of the spirit faithfulness, mm-hmm. you know, and be yeah. faithful. Um, and talking about viewing faithfulness through human eyes, it reminded me of episode six that we did. We talked about the attributes of God and we went through God is faithful. And so if you guys want to go back and listen to that podcast, it was really, I really enjoyed it. I listened to it again. It was just really educational, I think, talking about the faithfulness of God and what that looks like biblically versus what it may look like through the the world's eyes. You know, and I think we we typically generalize faithfulness as things that God does that are good for us. Like mm-hmm. I know we mentioned in the podcast episode, you know, like you get a promotion at work. God is so faithful or you get accepted to a program. God is so faithful or you get an internship you really wanted. God is so faithful. He allowed me to do this. 
But his faithfulness does not necessarily equate what we deem as good. <laughs> like we may disagree because right. we have yeah. such limited knowledge, you know, like, is he faithful when you get that internship? hundred percent. Is he faithful if you don't get that internship? Like, is he faithful when you pray for a miracle and it doesn't happen? And, and I think going back to what you were, Annie, saying, God's faithfulness is not you're going to get everything you want as a human, what you deem right. God's faithfulness is God's perfect loyalty and consistency in being true to his name, his character, and his word. So mm-hmm. he is not going to do anything against that. And you can take that to the bank. So although he is not yeah. giving us what we think we we want in our limited knowledge and our sinful sinful desires, you know, all muddled with our like new knowledge of God, he he is loyal to us in a sense that he is loyal to himself mm-hmm. and that is our best advantage. Like that is the thing mm-hmm. that we want because he is not he does not have sinful flesh. He is not he is not fogged in his logic or limited in his span of time or understanding. And we 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 don't want a God like that. We want a God right. who is free from the the chains that we currently have in terms of our rationale, in terms of our understanding. And can we trust God is faithful when something doesn't go our way? Yes, we can and we should because we don't have all the knowledge that there is to know. Right. And uh, I love what you said, Alexa, and it reminded me just like how important it is to educate ourselves on what God's faithfulness looks like. Like it matters more that we understand Mm -hmm. how faithful he is, because otherwise we are not going to understand what it should look like for our lives to walk forward in faithfulness. And especially Mm -hmm. like what y'all are both saying when walking through seasons where he's silent and we're not seeing prayers answered or we're not seeing miracles happen or we don't see his provision in ways that maybe we asked for knowing how faithful he is helps create that theology of suffering when we are walking Mm. through the pit we need to Mm. understand that he's there and he's present even if he's working in the background and he's maybe not as loud or as um abundant and blessing as he has in past seasons and that can be really difficult I have been there many times and I know I will be in the future where it's really easy to trust the Lord's faithfulness and everything's going well and as soon as it's not it's really hard to understand um Mm. and I've been I think my just view of God's faithfulness has been shaped so much in this past year and I'm so thankful for that because I think if I went through the things that God called me to without understanding who he is without him revealing himself to me in that way, I don't think I would trust that he was faithful subconsciously, Mm. even if I didn't admit it. Um, So I just think that like our theology of suffering and God's faithfulness go hand in hand. We need to understand who he is in order to um, make it through the pit, trusting that he is good and what he is doing is for his glory and for our good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think of, especially, you know, going through that time of suffering, a verse that I have loved um, from that David says in Psalms is like he talks about going through this hard time and then he ends it with, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your promises of old. I will ponder all of your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way of God is holy. What God is great like our God. And so like Avery sort of in the same vein of what you're saying, God does not expect you to like naturally, 
like what we had talked about, we're fighting against a sinful flesh still. You know, like we still have that tendency to look at him through our sinful eyes, you know, and God, you're not benefiting me. You're not giving me this. Why aren't you being faithful? You know, and I think in moments like that, like you said, Avery, go to the word and show your physical eyes what your spiritual eyes are longing to see. You need to see his track record of faithfulness and you will see it if you read his word. You're not going to see it if you're on TV or scrolling aimlessly through reels. Like you're in a war, okay? Like there's the old flesh and the new flesh. And so if there's one thing that I can encourage you is that this is such a beautiful truth. um, The fact that God is faithful but you will struggle in coming to terms with this truth. And like Avery said, if you haven't struggled and had that theology of suffering yet, you definitely will. Yeah. Um, and I think God has truly shaped all of us in so many different ways in regard to that the past couple of years. Um, but take heart in knowing that your circumstances don't change who God is. Like Annie yeah. said, faithfulness is who he is. So go to scriptures, find it, dig for it. Look at his track record of faithfulness, and he will prove to you through his word that he is deserving of your trust. I love that. And and how sweet that we get to, like these Old Testament saints we were talking about that never got to see those promises come to fruition. We get the privilege of seeing God's faithfulness come yeah. to fruition, and we get to see just all the ways the Lord was beautifully orchestrating and that's the same for our lives. Like we may d- pass away and and never see someone we've been praying for come to Christ. We may never see why he allowed us to walk through some painful diagnosis or the loss of someone and understand why. But God is not silent in those things and everything he does is purposeful and it goes hand in hand with how faithful he is. And mm-hmm. um. So speaking of, I I know we have really touched on this, but do you guys have anything else to say about just how God's faithfulness depends upon our own faithfulness? Yes, one thing. <laughs> Romans three three. What if some of you were unfaithful? Does their faithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. <laughs> Boom. Ooh. Yes, girl. That's what Paul has to say. So no, our praise God that his faithfulness has nothing to do with ours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it was up to us, like if the gospel depended on our faithfulness, it would not be called good news. It would be called bad news (laughs) because we have (laughs) literally the worst news you'll ever hear in your entire span (laughs) of living because you have sinned against a holy and righteous God of the universe. And and the reason why it is called good news is because the the gospel is based on Christ, right? The entire work Mm -hmm. of salvation by Jesus on the cross displays the following truth, which is when we are not faithful, he is. And likewise, when we are called to follow God in obedience through sanctification, the goal is not to obey in order to be made right. And this is really important. And I think some maybe listening need to be reminded of this because it's so easy for us to get caught in this cycle of thinking. Um, But sanctification is not to earn justification right? That's not how it goes. That's not the order. That's not the flow. You are justified in Christ. You are made right by Christ. 
You are viewed as perfect by God because of Christ. And thus your obedience is this outflow of knowing Christ and that he has done everything. So your obedience is a response of being made right, not the pursuit of righteousness. Does that make sense? Because I feel like we yep. so often view Christianity through our human framework, just like we may view God through our human framework in terms of him being faithful. We're so used yeah. to getting what we've earned, whether that's a wage with a job, a good test score with proper studying, et cetera. And we so often forget that God operates with grace, which is unmerited favor, you know, favor we can never earn. And it's described as like a free gift in Ephesians 2 properly. I think um, that phraseology is very, like we need to remind ourselves of that, right? And so what we often mm -hmm. stress as do, 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 Jesus Christ says, it's done. Walk in this reality, right? Like mm -hmm. I am not contingent on you. I have justified you. Now walk in mm -hmm. obedience. Walk in this reality. Mm -hmm. Well, I think even the uh, at least in my life, the opposite thinking has become something I have to be aware of in the sense that this bad thing is happening to me because I wasn't a good enough Christian in this mm, way, yeah, which yeah. is also sinful in doubting God's faithfulness because he's very clear for those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation for mm. sin. And yeah. just because like – I can think of a million things where it's like, just because I am sinful in this way does not mean God is like, fine, you're going to pay the price for it because mm. he is very clear about who mm. he is and that grace that he offers to us. I'm not saying there's no consequence for sin. I'm right. just talking generally. Mm -hmm. Right. In terms of punishment, Jesus right. Christ yes. took all of that. I, mm. I had heard somebody say like, like those lies, Annie, like you were saying, like, if God, like, if you fall on your bike, like, you just think of God being this being in the clouds laughing at you. Like, of course you fell. Mm -hmm. You screw everything up. Or, like, if you skip your quiet time on accident and you're like, oh, my goodness, God is probably just hating me right now because I didn't spend time in his word before I went shopping or talked with my friends or, you know, you're viewing God. Like, if that's you right now and you're listening to that and you're like, oh, my gosh, I think about that all the time. Like, he's this person who hates me. Your view of God is my view of the devil. Okay, like that is not who God mm, is. He true. is gracious and slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Like read the Psalm, sister. Bask <laughs> in his goodness. He yeah. is not, he does not always chide. And so Annie, what you're saying, like that doesn't mean that there's no consequence for your action. But he, whenever he corrects you in that way, it is always out of love. Just like a parent yeah. takes their kid's hand away from the stove because they know they're going to get burned right? Like the kid may be like, you don't want me to have fun, but like they don't know the dangers yeah. associated with that activity. So I, yeah, that's a great point, Annie. Thanks for bringing that up. I love that. Y'all did such an incredible job just explaining who God is and how faithful he has been to us and how we are not faithful, but what good news we have in the gospel. And um, I found this quote that I feel like kind of sums up what we talked about before we move on to the IG hot seat. And it says, um, just to sum up everything we've been talking about, faithfulness is believing that God is whom he says he is and continuing in that belief despite the verities of life. Functionally, that means we trust what God says in the Bible and not necessarily what the world or our own eyes tell us. We trust he will work out everything for good. We trust he will work his will in us. And we trust that our situation on earth is nothing compared to our future reward in heaven. The only way we can have such faith is by the Holy Spirit's influence. He testifies to the truth 
and impels us to seek God, the Spirit makes us faithful. That is like the perfect summary. <laughs> like it touched yes. upon like pretty much everything we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. that quote. Got questions, actually. Oh, wow. so cute. Amazing Got questions job. is underrated. So I love Yay. them. They're well so done. great. And they sum everything up so well. I just wanted to encourage everybody that, you know, we never want you to get to the end of these episodes of the Fruits of the Spirit and be like, wow, I don't think I'm faithful at all. Or I don't think mm. I'm fill in the blank at all and there are moments where all of us fail but God is so faithful to complete what he started in us and the Holy Spirit is so willing and active to play a huge part in in that and he is always working in our lives and so if you're feeling that way I I just encourage you to run to the Lord and and just tell him how you're feeling and he out of anyone knows exactly what you're feeling and he wants to hear your heart and he wants to be that for you and he wants to impel the holy spirit to be the one that makes us faithful so be encouraged that it isn't about us and that's so great it's about god and who he is and um as we seek to glorify him he will impel us to do these things and to be faithful and be obedient um Mm. so ladies is there anything else that we did not cover before we move on to the ig hot seat I don't think so. I think we covered everything maybe <laughs> three times. <laughs> it was so good, though. It was so encouraging. Was. I feel like I feel it like was. this is going to be an episode I'm going to return to, not for the sake Same. of hearing hearing our vo- voices, but like <laughs> right, for the right. sake of just like this is a truth. I feel like, and there's so many truths that were stated that I feel like we just so often forget as fallible yes. humans. Yeah, I mean, I was just forgetting this just today, and just mm. being so encouraged, just listening yeah. to you guys was was huge so um okay so switching gears ig hot seat so ladies we're in the dead of summer right now and i'm personally trying i think i we all live in really hot places but Mm -hmm. it is like probably the hottest summer ever here in fayetteville north carolina so i need to know what y'all's dream fall or winter day would be right now I thought you were gonna say like, what's your best method of staying cool? Uh, in this oh no, summer? no, no! I'm done with <laughs> like, summer. Not I'm going outside. No, <laughs> I'm like already thinking about fall and winter, and I want to just teleport there. So okay, so so wait, real quick. The question is, what's our dream fall or, or winter, winter day? Day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Ugh. Let me just say what's on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. I seriously, preach. y'all. I feel, yeah. Let me. Can I preach? Like, <laughs> I seriously, I feel as though every single, every single day, I tell everyone around me, I wish it was Christmas. I just miss that <laughs> whole, you know, aesthetic of Christmas lights and warm drinks and Christmas shopping and Christmas music. So, with that being said, I think my dream fall or winter day. Like I'm, and I'm going off real experiences. Like I'm not about to say white Christmas because we all know we don't get those in Georgia. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I think like being at a Christmas tree farm with my family, dressed in Aww. like warm flannels and scarves and beanies, and like 
you have like this this farm shack and they're making boiled peanuts and they're selling like apple cider and like they're doing hay rides and and Christmas music about this. (laughs) (laughs) I have like like honestly, I could go for probably thirty minutes and just give you different scenarios of what I would (laughs) rather be doing than sitting in ninety five degree weather. (laughs) Yes, yeah. But anyway, that is truly like. And then just like the smell of pine and smoke from campfire, like truly oh, so good. the wow. best. Anyway, that's that's my my answer. Annie, what about you? Answer. That that was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow, you just really took me somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the, the details there. It's funny. I was just telling my husband Patrick that uh, I was like, you know, as a kid, you're so excited for summer. Like that's the like the pinnacle Epitome. point of the. Yeah. Yes, mm. but as an adult, it's like it's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're like anyway. chafing in your shorts, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah, what? We way out of every pore. <laughs> we, all, think, we all know it. We all. Ugh. I was talking to my friend, and I'm like, I'm running out of things to wear, <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I just don't go outside anymore. And I'm like, that's true. That's a good. That's a good advice yeah uh yeah because man texas i don't uh our our energy bill doubled people are paying like seven hundred dollars for their ac anyways that's a whole other thing oh my word um hmm, okay well definitely to kick it off my dream day fall slash winter is no covid I'm so sick of the past three years. Everybody getting sick with COVID bombs every time we hang out. So it's every person for Christmas, we all get it. It's true. So I feel COVID like it's free. just a tradition at this point. Like it's just honestly, a honestly, yeah. So let's just throw that out there. Um, and then I would say something just because we all live apart from our families um, and. Like, obviously, A-Team is separated by three states. And we're A-Team, just letting yes. our listeners know. So everybody <laughs> knows. Alexa, Avery, <laughs> Annie. That's really Yeah. Them. I feel like we've mentioned it before, but, I mean, we might as well restate it. We might but, yeah, as well we're say pretty it cool. every episode. <laughs> we have a name for our group. We're pretty legit. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I just I, – I don't have the details that Alexa has except for the COVID-free <laughs> aspect, but – just being together in our warm sweaters, like, mm. list, you know, being Crosby yeah. playing, like, lightly in the background, oh, the fire going, yeah. and just having, like, good, deep conversations with the people you love. Mm, I don't know yes. why. It's just so much more enjoyable in the yeah. cold fall weather than it I is in the yeah. nasty heat. Um, <laughs> I love that. Wow, this has been, like, Maybe the longest answers of ID Hot Seat history because we're, you could tell we're all ready to be yeah. out of the summertime. Oh, man. Well, I would take any of y'all's days, honestly, but. Um, yes, Avery, come in, to my day. I seriously <laughs> would, honestly. I would wait up COVID at mine. I know. I feel bad I didn't even mention you. I mean, you're welcome to come to the farm with me. Well, I see, I see myself as part of your family. So okay, I was there. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. And so blind. think of y'all being a part of mine that I'm about to mention. But I would okay. say Maine, driving mm. through the roads of Maine and just seeing the beautiful foliage. Probably like mm. late October, right before wow. all of it gets super cold, and um, 
getting some hot coffee or hot chocolate, just like taking a walk with my dog, my family, my wow. friends, my husband, whoever's there. <laughs> and um and then spending the the evening by a fire and like having some really good like soup or like if you're in Maine, you might as well have clam chowder or something. Oh, Avery, that sounds amazing. So <laughs> I literally, I don't think I've ever wanted to move north, like, right now, <laughs> like, more. Let's all go Let's to Maine. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm down. Oh my gosh. I'm there. We went last October, and it's, like, probably my most favorite trip we've ever done, and I would, like, go back over and over and just do it the same exact trip every time because I loved it so much. Mm, wow. It's so beautiful. Yes. Take me well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to remember this conversation, and then when we record like our Christmas episode this year, we're gonna have to we're gonna have Do to reminisce. Yes, yeah. on summer. Yes, we're gonna be like, like, I hate the winter. I can't wait for the heat. <laughs> no, not me. I'm gonna be so. No, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be counting my Same. my blessings. Does it even get cold here? I have no clue. I haven't lived here long enough to figure it out. <laughs> Not Texas. for a while, Annie. At least in Jacqueline, they're like, it was still hot in November. <laughs> so, Girl, but not as hot. No. It's like 80s. <laughs> oh, terrible. No, I think it. you do get like a little bit of a winter. But well, guys, this was an awesome episode. It was so fun. Um, just reminiscing on the amazing days of winter and also who God is and how faithful mm-hmm. he is. So we hope you're encouraged today. Check out our show notes for other linked episodes and um, the verses we referenced today. And um, we hope that you have a lovely day, afternoon or evening. And we hope that it's not too hot where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.